Hello and welcome back to the show. This is episode 16 of Tell Me More Rodney. I'm your host, Rodney, your friend in real estate. And on this show, of course, we talk all things real estate. And I can't talk all things real estate without talking about iBuyers. Yeah, I know. People in the real estate community are not really uh, happy about the iBuyers. Well, iBuyers were the um, buyers that came in, institutional buyers. Some people called them intelligent buyers. They were uh, companies such as Opendoor, Zillow, and OfferPad. And um, th- there are several others uh, that come to mind. Uh, a lot of people kind of dabbled into it. I think Redfin uh, dabbled in the iBuying space for a little while. A few other companies and some brokerages even kind of got into iBuying. And basically what that was, was instant offers. Those were uh, people that were making, you could go on their websites and type in your address, some inf- key information about your home, kind of the size, the square footage, etc. Most of them would require, you know, some photos and things like that. And you could request a offer. Uh, they would, you know, they advertise, we give you an all cash offer on your home. And with that, it was their purpose and what they were trying to do was to eliminate all of the stress and the, 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 that comes along with selling your home. I mean, it was a great philosophy. Uh, it's a great theory. It was something that our industry needed, I, I believe. And probably I'm sure a few of you are going, Rodney, what do you mean? I know, I know this might get a lot of booze this, this episode, but hear me out, hear me out. Uh, I've spent time, uh, working at both of those companies, uh, both, uh, Open Door and OfferPad. Uh, I served as the director of um, builder partnerships and uh, home builder partnerships, and um, did that for Open Door and both for OfferPad. And I also was a training consultant for uh, OfferPad. So uh, I think I got some experience. So I think you want to hear me out. So please, 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 you know, give me a moment. Give me a moment to explain myself and let me uh, attempt to uh, educate you guys on the iBuyer space uh, from my from my perspective. Okay real world experience, not someone reading articles, uh, but someone who's actually uh, been there, done that, worked there and actually even taught that. Okay, so what is an iBuyer? Now, if you go to each of the companies, all of the iBuyer companies out there, they, they each have their own different definition where they kind of uh, say, we're this type of iBuyer. And the other one will say, well, we're this type of iBuyer. So you, you, it's mixed signals coming from uh, a lot of them, but uh, I'll summarize it and bring it down to this. And an iBuyer, uh, what they call an instant buyer, it's it's like, you know, here's a quick, fast, we're a buyer, we want to buy your home and we want to buy it right now and here's our offer. All right. So it's an instant buyer. It's a real estate company. Uh, and don't get it twisted. They are a real estate company. A lot of them have uh, licensed brokerages and they're set up in all of these states all across America and they are expanding. OK, so um, they they may have started out. Um, a lot of them got their roots, believe it or not, in like California. And I'm so I won't say California. I saw Arizona. It was Arizona was like the mothership for like iBuyers. So um, if you look up, if you Google them and look at what their headquarters is, and I know people People change, they change their headquarters all the time, but a lot of them kind of started in the Arizona market. It was a, it was a great 
market to test that theory. And and then once they tested it there, it was kind of like their training ground. It's like the proving ground for iBuyers. And then they would expand out into other markets as they grew. Uh, I was a part, big part of that expanding uh, expansion uh, for them uh, here in Texas, uh, San Antonio, both San Antonio, Houston, uh, even in Austin uh, in that area. And then I also uh, was a part of the expansion into Minnesota uh, as well. So a lot of growth as they grew and expanded and, and set up these um, what we called uh, kind of like satellite offices uh, in each uh, in each market. And that's where they kind of use that term to say, hey, we're local. We're not just like someone from because the real estate community, when they came in, I mean, you say the word I buy. It was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it was like, get out of here. They it was not a welcome thing, you know, um, from, from the real estate community. They saw this as instant uh, competition, I would say, uh, versus an instant buyer, because uh, they were looking at this going, wait a minute. Traditionally, in all of these years, we've taken our buyers, uh, we, we've taken care of our sellers, our sellers, when they wanted to sell their home, they would um, do their research, find someone that they trusted, uh, someone with some experience in their local market who's been selling home for years and had a great reputation. And they would call that person and they would, of course, meet with that person, list their home, and, and that person would do their due diligence in helping them find an offer. That, that, that was the whole part of it, you know. And when finding, what I mean by finding an offer was meaning finding a buyer to buy their home, um, helping the seller, um, you know, move on to the next thing. Well, insert the instant buyer, the eye buyer. Well, they came in and they said, well, okay, we looked at what's broken in your system. And and here's how we're going to change it, because we're just going to take that whole thing. You guys have been doing it and we're, we're, we're just going to flush that down the toilet. OK, because it, it stinks. All right. And we need to be honest in real estate. The trend, the part, the, the the transaction side of real estate can be clunky. It can sound like it can feel to sellers very like there's a lot of friction. It feels like a lot of um it, it can it can feel uncomfortable for someone selling their home because it's just like, OK, I'm trusting this person and I got to be out of here. I have a deadline and I need to be in another state by this date. And how can someone guarantee that I can be in, you know, out of this house and moved on with my life at this time? Well, you know, that's when the iBuyers came in and they go, hey, we're coming into this space and we're going to um, help you. Um, you pick the closing date. You tell us when you move. Uh, a lot of the iBuyers, believe it or not, they even offered move uh, moving services. Uh, there were companies out there that they had partnered with that actually would help you move uh, once you you know, you picked your closing date. So it, it sounded, it's, it was sounded very appealing to uh, the sellers in the market. And, and it was the real estate community. It was their time to pivot. It, it was a big time for us in the real estate community to go, okay, wait a minute. People want more certainty in what they're doing. They want to be in more control. People, I mean, if you saw like the commercials where people like sitting on their couch watching Netflix and like selling their home from their iPad, well, that was kind of feel. Now, we all know, let's be honest, let's be honest. Everything that appears one way, right? When you look at the menu and you're like, oh, I want the number five. And then you get the number five. It doesn't necessarily look like the menu, okay, or the pictures on the menu, all right? So I think that was uh, one of the things that I think a lot of sellers, uh, I think a lot of real estate agents, uh, instead of kind of just 
booing and going, you know, these guys are bad. They needed to look at it. And the same way I buyers looked at what you were doing bad, it was important for the real estate community to go, okay, let's look at what they are doing bad. And guess what? There's room for both to exist. I believe there room, there's room for both parties to exist. I know, I know, I know that's not what people came to hear. I told you I'm probably going to get booed and this will be my least listened to podcast of all of season one. But hear me out, people. Trust me. All right. I'm not here to convince uh, you one way or the other. What I'm here to do is uh, I'm here to paint a picture. And, and, it, and at the end of the day, it's to help you. It's to help the person who's listening to this and going, hey, I have a listing appointment. And, you know, how do I deal with, you know, the sellers versus, you know, I already have to. Let, let me rephrase that. I have a li- you have a listing appointment coming up. How do you know your competition isn't an eye buyer? You know, in the past, it was another agent. And that's when agents would come in and they'd brag and say about their marketing plan. And they, they'd say all these things and they'd show the buyers their track record. I don't want to say brag, but it's OK to brag if you're doing something well. They will let people know, hey, I've sold this many homes in this area. I've, I've, I have a great track record. I'm proven, I'm trustworthy, and all of those things. Well, now, you know, you got to think while you're getting ready for that um, listing appointment, you know, has this seller, you know, have has they, have they considered an iBuyer? Okay, now, I know what everyone's saying. Well, they can't offer, they can't get the, you know, they, they're, they're going to lowball them. They're going to offer them, you know, an, an investor's offer and things like that. And if you go to any of their sites, they always say we offer a competitive offer. They do not say that they offer the highest price or the lowest price. They say competitive. They consider themselves a buyer off the street. Okay. Somebody who's looked at the home, actually someone who hasn't looked at the home as detailed as a buyer off the street would. I mean, they're, they're typically sometimes relying on photos, um, videos of the home, things like that, um, when they use it to create their offer. And, and basically, they're trusting what the seller tells them. So they go with that and they go, OK, well, we're going to trust you. And based on the information we have, we're going to write you a what we consider a competitive offer. Now, that offer comes with certain benefits. Uh, the benefits that um, <clears throat> what they would typically offer is um, p- being able to pick your closing date, which is big for a lot of sellers because that's the whole point of selling your home and you want to be out by a certain time. And I know people are kind of going, well, you know, it's how do you, how have we been doing that for all these years? Well, you're right. We, we because we were more patient and, and unfortunate, uh, the word we're talking about today is instant buyers. I mean, we're, we're living in a Instagram world, a instant world. We're living in a TikTok world. We want it fast. I mean, uh, um, Instagram will tell you, no one wants to look at your photo because that takes time. We just want the real, just give us the, the quick real. I mean, people are moving very, very fast. So that's one of the things that they looked at it and kind of go, okay, Okay, we can give the buyer time and control over their time. And in really in the real estate community, that's one of those things where we know that if we price the home right, we can get them offers too. I mean, if we price it right and we market it right, we can get you offers too, and we can negotiate your timeline too. Um, but one thing we can't control unless we're working um, as an intermediary, an intermediary is where you represent both the buyer and the seller. Um 
if you're just representing the seller on the seller side as the listing agent, um, you don't really have full control over the buyer side. I know someone's going to tell me, Rodney, 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 it's the contract. The contract controls the buyer. I get it. I, I completely understand. Please, please, please do not yell at me. All right. So trust me, I could just almost feel the, the energy coming through the car radio or the, the headphones right now. I know that's why we have contracts that specify when the closing date is and things like that and X, Y, Z. All right. I'm a broker. I get it. But we know that we can put things in the contracts and we use those to protect people. But Sometimes in real estate, things happen. Lenders sometimes are delayed um, for sometimes no fault of their own. Sometimes there are a lot of third parties in a real estate transaction, especially when a person is using some type of financing. Okay, can can we can we get an agreement at least on that? Can I get a round of applause for? Okay, thank you. All right. Sounds like you guys agree with that. Now, don't get me wrong. When as they expanded and they went into these markets, they got they got punched. You know, the market was not kind to uh, the iBuyer space and they made a, the iBuyers and they made a lot of mistakes. And, you know, a lot of things were they were kind of learning and it was it was a new it was a new technology. It, uh, it was a new experience. It was a new thing. So it was like the iPhone one. I mean, you, you have to understand this is the first uh, generation of it and um, they're going to get better. I, I do see them getting better, but I also see the real estate community getting better. I'm seeing partnerships come out of this. I see the iBuyers have, you know, they've, a lot of them have, well, a few of them have made the decision to go, Hey, you know what? We don't want to we don't want to cut the real estate agents out. We want to we want to work with the real estate agents. OK, so real estate agents do the research. I'm not going to promote either one. I've worked there and, and they ain't paying me no more. So why am I going to be promoting them? OK, so uh, they, they know Rodney. They know what they got. They, they know the service I provide. But this ain't it. This ain't free advertisement. But I will say this. Uh, I will recommend that you do some research. You understand their program. You need to know their program better than some of their reps that they have, or, or you want to contact their reps and go, hey, help me understand this program. That was one of the things that I felt um, in, in the area when I was working and working with home builders. A lot of home builders were so hesitant. They were like, oh, no, we don't want to we don't want to work with, um, you know, you guys because we, we have relationships with the real estate community. And I really did appreciate that and give them a round of applause. I mean, a, a lot of builders said no. We want to keep our relationship. We don't want to have this offering of a service um, because we're afraid of how the real estate uh, community is going to react. I mean, they really didn't want their their model homes. They didn't want their their communities to become like zoos, you know, where real estate agents would be in there like screaming, yelling, going crazy and, you know, doing all of these things. And, and thinking that the builder had turned, you know, his or her back on them. Um, so that was a, a big challenge when it came to uh, partnerships with builders, uh, getting them, having them understand that, hey, you know what, this is a way so that when someone comes in and they're looking to buy a new home and they say, hey, I want to buy this new home. And it's the Rodney Jordan floor plan. And somebody should name a floor plan after me, Rodney Jordan. I need you guys to get that idea out there. Let me put it out in the universe. The Rodney Jordan floor plan. All right. Anyway, I can see it's four, it's a five bedroom, by the way. Five bedrooms, three and a half baths. Trust me, it's gonna hit. But um, 
you know, they were really, really concerned with that. But, you know, with that, I think when, once both communities, the real estate, the, the general real estate community and the iBuyers, when they started communicating and a lot of the iBuyers decided, hey, let's not let's hire real estate agents. Let's bring real estate on. So they started creating real estate teams within the iBuyer space. And yes, a lot of your brothers and sisters did jump ship. All right. Don't, don't think they didn't jump ship. All right. A lot of them said, wait a minute, you know, I'm not going to fight this new thing. I'm going to, you know, actually be a part of this. And, and God bless them. Um, because a lot of people, they're looking to evolve. They were like, they saw this as, the next evolution in real estate. So um, that was w- what I would hear from a lot of people that I trained, people that came um, into the company. I'd always kind of ask the class, I'm like, hey, well, what made you, you know, come here? What, you know, and, and that was like the number one answer was, you know, I see this as like the next stage of real estate. You know, if they can get their 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 offers get together, if they can, you know, make this sustainable, um, a lot of people saw it that way. And those are just facts, people. Okay, all right, don't. Don't don't come at me. All right. So what do you do with this iBuyer? How do you, you know, continue your business with this? Here's here's some advice from Rodney. Free advice from Rodney. Um, educate yourself. Get on their websites. Read the program offerings, because here's the deal. Ladies and gentlemen here. Matter of fact, you, you, I'm talking to you. If you don't get on those websites and understand and learn what those products are and what they're offering, in my humble opinion, you are cheating yourself. If you don't do that, you're cheating yourself because here's what could happen. Here's probably what will happen to you. You're going to go to a listing appointment. You're going to be nice. You're going to have those beautiful signs. You're going to be dressed to the nines. And the seller is going to um, tell you, well, I've looked at the price that you said you could sell my home for, and I have an offer from one of these iBuyers who says they can buy it right now at this price. And what are you going to do? Well, what most of you guys are going to do is run to the car and cry. You know, yeah, it's going to be a... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's going to be a whole lot of that, but I don't want you to do that. I want you to go, hey, I understand that, and I've actually done that research, and I've contacted them, and I may have uh, requested an offer for you. I have an offer for you, Uh, and here's where I'm different. Here's what we can do different. Okay, it's kind of like the interview questions where they tell you, hey, be prepared for this question. I want you to be prepared for a seller saying that to you, okay? Are those just, did did this help somebody? I hope it did. I hope somebody's receiving this and I hope they kind of go, okay, Rodney, I get it. You're just telling me to get prepared. That's right. That's right. That is the moral of the story. I'm loving these new sound effects, by the way. I I can't get enough. I actually want to hit all the sound effects, uh, but I'm trying to figure them all out and and still sound cool on on the, on my podcast. But, um, 
People, I want you to be prepared. I, I want you to I, not fall for this thing that some brokers are. Oh, we're just the best brokerage ever. And, you know, we have this. So we, we're going to kick those eye buyers. But and yes, yes, some of those eye buyers are losing. Uh, I know for a fact that um, Zillow, they they canceled their uh, eye buying program. I believe that was back in, I don't know, it was like 2021 where they, they cut off uh, like a lot of their staff and, and, and they got out of it because. Because it was hard, difficult for them to make a profit. They were buying these homes and trying to, um, you know, offer people competitive offers. Um, and people are going, "That's too low," you know. And they're going, "I'm not, I'm not taking that offer. Let me call up Rodney Jordan if they want to, uh, or you. They can call you. You can play this for yourself. Insert your name here." Bam, uh, they can call that person, and and then that person would come in and and do those things and help them because uh, that was just like the traditional way, and people you know were feeling comfortable with that. They felt kind of saw them as all right, you're trying to lowball me and get my house cheap, and then one as soon as I sell it, you're gonna put it back on the market for you know a million dollars more, and you're gonna make all this money, you know. And people were uh, skeptical uh, of eye buyers uh, and what they were doing and things like that. I mean, a lot of agents tried to use that as their Oh, they were trying to use that as a counterpunch, and that is like the worst counterpunch ever. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is what they're gonna do. Okay, but the seller has already used them. What you gonna do? Call them back up a month later and say, look at how much they're. You didn't win. You you don't win. You're just wasting your time. You're like an ex who's just you know creating like you know, a fake account to like stalk an ex person and just, just watch them that that's, you've already move on. Okay. So if you don't want to put yourself in that situation and you don't want to be in that situation, get a, do this, the research up front, get up front with your education, get up front with, um, being prepared for if a seller brings that to you and, and, and help them understand that, Hey, this is, this is what makes me different. This is what I can do. Okay, so guess what? That's our time. You've made it through another episode, episode 16, season one of Tell Me More Rodney. And you know what I always say, if you come back, maybe I will.